across the nation. The Raging Cajuns will be a source of pride for this university, for the alumni, fans, and donors as we achieve success in the classroom, in the competitive arena, and in the community. It's about to get really fun. We're looking for dudes that will stand up. Well, Coach, let me tell you today, I'm here and I'm ready to stand up. And I challenge you, Raging Cajun Nation, to stand up with us. Stand up with us. Let's lock hand in hand and let's walk through the gates of Omaha. Hey, I love y'all boys. Let's grind every day starting today. Let's do it. Y'all ready? Alarm! Alarm! Ready! Who's your team ready? Who's your team ready? That's up! I got one thing to say right here. Cajun win! Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Raging Review Podcast post-game an Independence Bowl edition. Cajuns lose 23-16, giving up milk money late in the fourth quarter after a pretty gutty performance. I'm going to do my best to get through this without being too angry. I see Nick they has a big smile on his face, so obviously I'm not the only one angry around here. Jerry with the new equipment. Making the broadcast look fantastic. That's a positive today. Before we get into it, I'm going to go ahead and say thank you to Gordon McKernan. Thank you to Patriot Steel Group. And thank you to Lafayette Roofing, our great sponsors. Typically, we do the big reads on the preview shows, but I want to give them a shout out in the post game. Uh, appreciate you guys helping us to uh, push Raging Review forward and, and continue allowing us to do things like this. This is going to be a, a grieving process, I guess. Last time in 2022, some would say mercifully coming to an end. I think that that was probably a perfect encapsulation of the entire season. Showed flashes of brilliance. A lot of stupid stuff happened. Some bad luck. You know, a couple of selfish plays that put us in bad positions to just really just rob us of momentum. That's kind of the first few things off the top of my head without getting, you know, too aggressive uh, with the comments. Somebody want to help me? Well, you said it. It's the epitome of our season. I mean, we did it against ULM. We did it against Troy. We kind of did it against South Alabama. We had a chance to blow the other team out. I mean, for all intents and purposes, we were dominating them in the first half. And then what do we do after halftime? We make zero adjustments. And and I remember when we, we played Arkansas State and we did a preview show. We talked to Kara Ritchie. And Kara said, Arkansas State, man, they get to the fourth quarter and then they start thinking, oh, is it happening again, right? Are we are, are we going down that path of losing again? Like, we should be winning, but, but and then they start doubting themselves, and I feel like, again, this season, that's what we did. We get to, uh, for some reason, the third quarter, I mean, Chris Smith, God bless the guy, he came back and he played tonight, which which is admirable. I mean, he's he's trying to play, play professionally. Well, tonight certainly didn't help him, so he put him, himself in a position to fail, um, and, and he made a, a couple of, of terrible fumbles that weren't even forced fumbles. They were on him. So uh, you, you don't want to point the finger at any one player because Chris Smith isn't solely responsible for our loss tonight. I think it's a combination of play. I think it's a combination of coaching. I think it's a combination of let's get the guys hyped up in the first half and then, and then lay an egg in the second half, which we've done again many times this season. So to me, that's on coaching. But... 
and, and some people are going to want to put this on defense at, at the end of the game. This wasn't on the defense, brother. The defense put us in a position over and over and over and over and over again this game to take the lead, go ahead, put you know, step on their throat and get it done. And yet again, our offense does something stupid, the play calling. Okay, worst secondary in the country. What do we do? Run it up the middle. Run it, run sweep, run sweep, punt the ball. So I mean run run bootleg run again, run bootleg again it's like it's like not only did the players start to doubt themselves now the coaching is doubting itself and now we as fans going here we go again and and that's why at the at the beginning of the game when you were talking about we were we were uh texting back and forth and and somebody said man we're dominating we're we're pissed off and we're we want, we're taking it to these guys and we're owning them I'm like we did we said that against Troy and here we are so why aren't we making the adjustments? What's missing? You know, a lot of times at halftime, when you're dominating dominating a game, you know your opponent's going to find ways to make adjustments, but you have to counter those adjustments. I, I don't know if we countered them. Uh, we kind of stuck with the same scheme in the second half. I thought we got a little more conservative offensively. I don't know. Maybe there was something they saw in Houston's defense that made us, you know, uh, switch to a certain scheme. But all I know was I didn't see that aggressiveness in the second half offensively. And then on top of that, Houston's offense opened it up and they spread it out a little bit more. They, they spread the field more and they really were able to, to pick apart our, our secondary um, on a few of those drives. But at the same time, you can't, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. You can't give Houston uh, a touchdown to start the second half, get the ball back and then fumble. And then, and then Houston gets the ball back. You make a stop and then you get a three and out. We did absolutely nothing to counter Houston's attack on offense. We didn't sustain a drive in the second half. The one drive we sustained, we fumbled it. And look, I know Smitty fumbled twice. I get it. But what about all the other drives? We didn't we didn't move the football. We didn't we like you said, Nick, we were too conservative. In the first drive, look at the way we spread the field. Look at the way Chandler, I mean, he looked fantastic. Uh, you know, For the scripted plays especially yeah, where was that in the second half? Well, Josh I, I didn't scripted those plays. You saw how many times you threw it to the tight end. Listen, he man, hold it yeah. they finally like, listened to us. <laughs> Throw it to the damn tight end. Four targets on that first drive, all catches, and ended in a touchdown. Okay, how many targets did the tight end have for the rest of the for the rest of the game? Maybe four. Pierce had two catches on that. I think it was the second drive of the third quarter. Neil and had then one. Neil had one, but he didn't catch the football. So that's right. three right there. There might have been another. I think it was the touchdown pass in the second quarter. So there's four there. Outside of that, why did we get away from exploiting the middle of the field with a tight end? The, the, I, I don't the, want to cut the, you off, Jerry. The, I don't want to cut you off. I want you to continue. No, no, was the open. Only, the whole continued game, to Josh. be open the entire the entire game. And that's that's kind of what I'm alluding to is what would what what were we seeing in Houston's defense that changed? I, I'm curious about that because there were op- there were some opportunities in the in late in the third quarter where I saw the middle of the field wide open and we would run a sweep or we would run a counter to, to the near side and get maybe get three or four yards. Why? 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 I mean, you know, what, what, what hurt that this whole season, I think the key word to this whole season is almost, we almost did this. We almost won this game. We almost made this play, but we put ourselves in position to, to, to shoot ourselves in the foot. Troy ULM, even South Alabama, to your point, Nick, we would start off with so much momentum and we would just, I mean, we would sling it up and down the field. Defense would make, really all three of those games, defense did everything they could outside of the Troy game in the fourth quarter when they were tired. 
but I, I didn't see that killer instinct on the offense really all season. It, it, they've, it's been inconsistent all year. And it un, unfortunately, it had to it had to give its final act today in the bowl game and, and, and kind of rear its ugly head. But we that that was a that's been a symptom of what we've seen all year. I think this game kind of summed up our entire season, unfortunately. And it came at the hands uh, of a nationally televised game against a team that's now in the Big 12. So or going to the Big 12. So I hope in the offseason these coaches can regroup and figure this thing out. I know I'm talking ahead of myself. We got a really we had a really decent recruiting class that we signed, but you know, personnel-wise, scheme schematically, I don't know. I, I think moving forward this we're going to have to be more aggressive and just not be afraid to take chances, man. Don't be scared to take chances. I felt like we were just we were too conservative in the second half, man. It's a damn it, it bowl game. On us. It's a damn bowl game. This is where you take chances. This is where you do stupid things. You try something. Look, that little flea flicker, flicker or whatever we tried that didn't work. I wasn't pissed off that it didn't work. At least we tried something instead of running it up the middle or the jet sweep or the or the screen pass that gained a half a yard. I, I mean, we tried something and that would that okay. It didn't work. So try something else. But uh again. Look, we, we're going to have new players coming in, but we're going to have the same coaches for the most part. And what worries me about next season, and again, like you, Jerry, I'm jumping ahead, but it's, it's, the, it's the, the, the culture, the atmosphere, the just, just you know, again, we, we had guys downing our, ourselves tonight or themselves tonight. And uh, like we did so many times this season, we started downing ourselves and we started questioning and, and, and it happened yet again, you know, the Cajun disaster syndrome. So we gotta, uh, we gotta figure that part out because again, we're getting some very talented players, but if we have the same coaching and we have the same attitude and we have the same mentality, I mean, what, what good does it do having great players coming in? If you're, if you're getting into that same, you know, rhythm of, of the ball game. Well, what, do, what good does it do to be a talented player when you're putting the ball on the turf? First of all, inside <sighs> of their red zone, and then in our red zone, when Zeon had to come in because of uh, Fields being injured after he, he had had a pretty strong game, comes into the game, we're making a game cha- a game changing drive at that moment, and they put the ball on the on the turf. You're a senior leader. You told the coaching staff all week, "I want to play. I want to be the guy in this game." And I'm not hating on Chris Smith. I'm just telling you the facts. This is what happened. You got to be able to lean on senior guys like that. And I'm sorry, but he, he he did some things that cost us the game. And yes, we played some losing football. Lance had a fantastic football game, but the personal foul push right there after the that, that was so dumb. When you you're going to be third and in inches, and you're moving the ball yet again, and he makes the personal foul 15 yard, that puts you up against the the the, the uh, you know the the end zone. Like that killed your momentum. It totally killed the possession. That's terrible. Yet you had a couple of those that happened. And I hate that it happened to Chris because, I guess he's been a great Cajun. But there's been way too many times throughout the course of his career, especially when we, we have relied on him, where he put the ball on the turf. This is not the first time. And I, I tweeted it out on my account. I said, look, when I was growing up, if you fumble the football, your ass is sitting on the bench. You're done. Go sit down. Enjoy the rest of the game. He should not have been in the game. We've got some talented guys behind him, and I know they are young. Draylon Washington got three carries. One of them was a really where good carry. He? Bully ball, 11, 12 yards. He just ran people over. He didn't where see the ball he? after that. Where was well, he? I didn't see him all second Ask the coaching half. staff. Where was he? Ask the coaching staff. Because I don't know why. That, I mean, that's that's he's a bell cow, man. Every time he touches the ball, he's going to do something with it. The guy made a, what, a 20-something yard run just bulldozing over Houston's 
uh, second level defenders of defenders. And I, after that, you know, I didn't you don't see, see him until the fourth quarter. Where was he? Use like that's that, that's what I'm talking about. Like I, I understand there's certain packages. I understand that there's certain schemes that maybe this guy may fit better than this guy. And I know how Coach Des can sometimes he'll want to play a guy because he likes the guy and he wants to get a shot like Smitty. I understand Smitty came back, but you're still trying to win a bowl game. You got to take but the Jerry, emotion out. And you this is no shot at Des or anybody. If that's the way you pick who's in the game, that's losing football. Loyalty is important, but one way loyalty is stupidity. All right. You got you to gotta put people to in the game. game that are going to get the job done at the time. I understand that there's relationships stuff in there. And I understand that there's a, there's, there, there are small things that we don't understand on a football team. Totally get it. But when you fumble at that moment, at that moment, in that point in the game, in that crucial situation, you got, you can't come back in the game on the next drive or seconds, the next drive and do it again. That, that's, yeah. that's, that's losing football. Especially on a drive. And, and so, somebody made a comment about the football guys. It's like, it ain't the football guys, dude. Take care of the football. You got to understand the situation. Our young guys didn't fumble the football in those situations. You know, uh, Nick Deal made a good point about against USM when we were making that second, I think it was the beginning of the third quarter. It was the, the first quarter. drive of the second half. We yeah, were beginning back of the, the third game, quarter when fumbles. we were getting, and he drops mm -hmm. the football. They He's fumble. done that. He's done that. He's very careless with the football, always has been. I'm sorry, you're not going to hear that on the other places, but I'm going to say it because that's the truth. I, I'm not, I don't feel sorry for the guy. Like he's been a great Cajun. All right. And I'm not trying to talk bad about him, but it, it has been an issue. So you got to have that in the back of your mind. If you're Mike, you got to that. This was a big game for us. And no matter how you want to look at it, you want to say it's a six and six season. It's the independence bowl, whatever. This was an opportunity to have a winning season. And I don't want to hear about the guys that didn't make the trip. I know Jefferson didn't come on the trip. I know Andre Jones didn't make the trip. You had the guys on the field tonight that were better than Houston for three quarters. And you blew it. Personal fouls, turnovers, like really unimaginative play calling late in the game. I, I don't want to hear who didn't make the trip. We had the game in hand. We dominated possession in the second quarter. Now, Houston dominated possession in the third quarter. And that goes back to what I said on the uh, Raging Review account about how I was interested to see how Lamar Morgan was going to adjust to the, to the halftime adjustments from Holgerson and Swanson. And you know what he did? He put you got in his own. Now, I'm not going to talk bad about defense because the effort was outstanding. I think that we, I'm not going to use the word wasted, but we, we could have done better with an all-time defense at this school. That's, that was an all-time defense that we just watched in 2022. Nobody can tell me any different. Look at what Zion Hill Green just went out and did. Uh, that was one hell of a performance. He got held all night long, and we can get into the Kusa refs later, but he got held all night long. The edge rushers got held all night long. And they still were ferocious. They, they held Nick Toon to like 250-yard passing. The guy was averaging three, what was it, 330, 340. That was an offense that put up 30-some-odd points a game, and, and we held them largely in check until that last, that, that last drive. And really, I mean, it was aided by penalties. Just really bad defense at the end of that game. And Wait, I put and that directly on the defensive coordinator who started playing back. First and 30, you can't play prevent defense on first and damn 30. I'm sorry, but, man. But I'm just never going to. If you're holding a high prolific offense like Houston, Houston's always had a reputation for scoring points. We've known that since the days of Andre Ware when he won the Heisman in, in 89 or 90, whenever it was, all the way to Kevin Cobb and Casey Keenum. They've all, they have a reputation for scoring. You held them to 16 points. That's a gift, man. That is a gift. When, you're able, when your defense plays well enough to hold the Houston Cougar offense to 16 points, you better find a way to win. You better find a way to counter offensively. 
we had it was gift wrapped to us in the second half. Some, I mean, how many? We made what two or three fourth down stops? Two or three? What what, what mean, did we do to capitalize? Oh, by the way, and on the goal what did line, we do? on the goal line, one of those. And that was a what game we do changer at the time. No, oh, we oh, we ran the ball to the left. We ran it to the right. Ran it up the middle. We're secondary and all of FBS. Yeah. What do we do? We don't we don't challenge them. The only time their corners stopped our guys was when they were holding or, or committing pass interference that wasn't called. That's the only time that they got stops in the secondary. And what do we do? We decide we're going to run the ball. We're going to be cute and run the ball for some reason. Take a chance. It's a bowl game. They did. You see how it worked out for them. They now said, look, screw, I, I, screw I, I, this, we're going to take chances. And it I works. will say, like, I want to run the ball, so I, I'm not going to be mad about trying to run the ball, but when you're playing a defense, and if there's any amount of scouting involved, the only thing that they do well is pressure and get penetration and stop the run. That's the only thing that they do relatively well. Their linebackers were completely lost. Anytime we ran motion, they were lost. Why did you stop going over the middle? Even the passes that we did throw were 50-50 balls a lot of times. How many screens did we run tonight? How many tunnels did we run tonight? And what did I say at the beginning of the game, Nick? We need to put a screen pass in our back pocket because all they're doing is pressuring and they're leaving the middle of the field totally vacated. Zero screens, zero, zero tunnels. Screens, zero. How is that possible? None. I, None. I, look, I, I'm not trying to crush the coaches here. I, we're all mad, so I understand Like we're going to get it out and vent it. And this is the last time we get to do this for football season. But how do you not, how do you not call a single screen, a single tunnel against one of the worst secondaries in the country and how many shots over the top two or three i think the ball to peter uh there was dpi on that play are you kidding me he bear hugged him i I don't want to get into the refs yet because that's not why we lost the game it impacted the game but it's not why we lost the game but there were there were times and mike even said at halftime on the espn interview he said he said that my play calling has got to be better he made a comment about his play calling he said he was trying to take a couple of shots get the ball in the end zone i thought at the end of the half Neil Johnson's got to catch that. As much as I love the tight ends, I'm going to be hard on them when I think they make a mistake. Neil Johnson's got to catch that football. Just, you just got to make a play. I mean, look at what Johnny Lumpkin did on that touchdown reception. That was, that was ESPN top 10 great. I mean, really, really but, good but catch. Look at that drive. What did he do? We picked apart their secondary, throwing short, you know, pretty much middle, middle routes. You know, Featuring the tight end yards, is how you did it. Throwing to the tight end down the middle, throwing the receivers down the seam. We didn't do anything fancy. Chandler didn't go long. But we we spread the field open, and and yet we I didn't see us do that the rest of the game. Like we didn't do that at all in the second half. And again, unless Houston was showing something differently, which I don't think they really were, we we didn't really we we just played conservative and just played not to lose. And and you you just can't do that against a team. You can't do that against anybody really, especially a team like Houston. So, well, what I found ironic, Jerry, was that when they came out in the third quarter, Houston, the Houston offense, who did they start featuring? 84, well, started, the tight end. Well, they, they started, started throwing I, to the damn hey, tight end over the middle. They started throwing the tight end over the middle, and you know Too what perfect. else they were doing? They spread the field, and they mixed it a lot better than they did in the first half. They started Well, their offensive the line. Their offensive yeah. line played well in the second half. But I would say that, I mean, all things considered and based on how we've played throughout the year, I thought our offensive line played pretty damn well today. Yeah, They I was gave us say. an opportunity to win. They did. And and look, the the Houston's offensive line played well in the first half. I just think our, our secondary didn't give them a chance to make any plays. So I think I drop, think that drop eight, rush three. Exactly. And you and they spied. Every time right. Tune would take off. Now he would get four, five, six yards, but he wasn't ripping off twenty five yard runs. That was very effective. And you saw what happened in the second half. As soon as they hit a drop in his own, baby. As, <laughs> as soon as Tune hit uh 
it, it wasn't Dell, I don't think, on the first 30-yard 30, 30 pass. But as soon as they hit him, it was uh, Carter. As soon as they hit him, it was like it was like Lamar said, nope, mm-mm, go in the zone, go in the zone. Everybody get in the zone. And screw. And by the way, screw that uh, that spy. We're just going to go to zone. We don't want to get beat over the top. And they did get beat over the top a couple of times. But, man, that's going to happen when you play a good offense, right? I don't know. Just what I saw on TV. Uh, I'm not a coach. To me, and, and we talked about this earlier, the game was lost in the first half when you had the ball inside of their 50 three times and you kicked three field goals. You got to score points against a high-powered offense. Field goals are never going to do it. Even the defense, you know, stiffening up and doing their job and, and just making miracles out there, they were on the field for 12, I think it was 12 and a half minutes in the third quarter. I mean, what do you expect? To, you know, the defense at some point, How you can go back to our very first episode. <laughs> against Southeastern and maybe even ULM. We've said the same thing. The defense cannot be on the field the entire game. At some point, they're going to start to break down, especially in 19-degree weather with a 25-mile-an-hour wind gust and and who knows what the wind chill was out there. I mean, the offense just, that first, the first drive, and there was another drive with Zeon when he first came in. That was as, as lively as the offense looked the entire game, and then you just had foolishness the rest of it, you know, well, it's it kind of sums up the whole year because I remember against Troy in the first half, I think Kenny missed two field goals. We got in the red zone twice, couldn't score, got no points. Monroe, we got in the red zone, I think, once or twice, came out, got no points. Same thing, I think, again, maybe once against Southeastern. And then today we settled for, I think, three points. And then we, we kicked, let's see, Kenny kicked one for, two from beyond 40. So – you know, we, we 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 had a chance today. I mean, there were a few times this season that actually cost us, lo- like basically gave us losses for not being able to score in the red zone and score points and get get into the end zone. And I I look back at the Southern Miss game and Southern Miss did the opposite. They jumped to a twenty nine to five lead on us and they were able to get in the end zone. Just imagine if like if Southern Miss would have settled for field goals instead and we made that comeback, we might have won that game. But the problem is is we we didn't do what Southern Miss was able to do and get points in the end zone early on in spite of a team coming back on us. And that that's something that I think the coaching staff is going to have to try to figure out. When you get in the red zone and you get a long drive going, you, you, we, we stalled way too many times this year. You got to get in the end zone, man. We're in the bottom 10 in the FBS in red zone efficiency. Well, there you go. Right there. Right there. That sums but, it up. There you but go. you had the opportunities. I mean, look, honestly, if you take away – Fields made a fantastic play on the touchdown pass. He was dead to rights on his right side, rolled out. He basically threw a Hail Mary. And John, I mean, if you watch the replay, the the Houston defender's hand is here. The ball goes what looked like between his fingertips. And Johnny just made a fantastic play. And I'll, I'll be honest with you, I thought our receivers and our tight ends had one of their better games of the season. We looked like that prolific offense that we thought we were going to have this season early. Now, if Chandler doesn't get hurt, who knows? I still think the game was lost in the first half where you had all of those opportunities, look at that shank punt. We had the ball at like the 34-yard line, and we ended up kicking a field goal. Like, you got to do better than that. And then obviously, Chris Smith's fumble, you know, and then the Zion, uh, the Zion Chris drive where we, I think we we're knocking on the door at like the 24, 25 when we, when we fumbled, somewhere in there. You got to be better than that. I mean, you just got to be better. And I'm so mad about it because the defensive effort was elite. The defensive effort was elite. And I thought that, again, I thought it was one of our best offensive line performances of the year. I really believe that. I thought they pass protected well. And even though we, we didn't have a ton of rushing yards, I thought that they opened up lanes. 
I thought that the quarterback, whether it be Zeon or, or Chandler Fields, made a couple of bad reads. There was one point, I want to say it was mid-second quarter, where Chandler makes a read, keeps the ball, goes on the outside off right tackle, and, and Williams would have scored on the play. Do you all remember what I'm talking about? Williams is in the game. It's fake, they fake it to him, and nobody touches him, and he just walks. And I, I think he scores on the play. And We were knocking on the door. We're pretty close down there in, in the red zone. Uh, and we ended up kicking a field goal on that drive. So, I don't know, man. A lot of uh, a lot of missed opportunities. But again, we could say that all year. Bad in the red zone. We've done that all year. Defense stiffened. We could say that all year. You know, I, I thought Fields looked fantastic early, and and really had a strong game until the injury. And I, I give him props for trying to tough it out. Uh, but Kenny Almondaris again, two for two, three for three, three for three. Hasn't missed a kick since like. 2004. Yeah, somebody somebody had to mention that on on Twitter. And you know you why? Know. Because I got I got faith in my man, and he he did not miss. All right, <laughs> he shout didn't. out to Kenny. But I'm just saying, it's like it's like a guy pitching a no hitter. You don't say it. You don't you say get, it, and you, you said gotta, it. You got to give the kickers love, man. Nobody pays attention to the kickers. Kyle, this was a game of survival. Our guys just weren't tough enough to survive in the fourth quarter. I just don't believe that, man. I disagree. Like, how many times can you one. take arrows to the chest and just keep getting up and still fighting? I, mean, I will I will they, sort of agree with him mentally. Mentally. They were not mentally tough in the fourth quarter. That's what I think. We had the opportunity, but mentally, we were not mentally tough. I don't I, know. I will, I will defend this. I will say this. Okay. You got a freshman quarterback playing his first real minutes of a football game. Like, he's gotten mop-up duty, right? But you got him in there. He's playing well. He's throwing darts. He's making the correct read the majority of the time. He's running the ball hard. I, what do you really expect out of Zeon right there? I mean, that's got to be deer in the headlights, big-time oh, moment. It ain't on Zeon, dude. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, like, that's one of them. And then the other thing yeah. is that the defense has got to be tired. Lamar's dropping him in a zone, all right? And, again, I'm going to go back to the first and 30. The play before, or two plays before that, number 25 got held for 15 freaking yards while Toon runs for 34. And I felt like those two holding calls right after that were makeup calls, right? So you got them in a first and 30. You still have three timeouts. You feel good about where you are. First and 30, three timeouts. What do you do? You play prevent. They, uh, I think they hit a 49 or 44 Wide yard open. play. Wide open. There wasn't anybody within five yards. Wide open. How does that happen, man? <laughs> you want to call that a mental breakdown? Maybe it is a mental breakdown, Nick. Maybe that's what it is. I, mm. I, you know, that right there was, it just summed it up. I just laughed. I was like, of course. Of course that would happen to him. But us. that's why I didn't get excited in the first half. Like, I, I honestly, I mean, I was impressed by some of the plays we were making and some of the things we were doing offensively and defensively, and it was excited. But I wasn't into the game because I just had... The CDS, where's Terry when we need him? He knows it all too well. I had Cajun disaster syndrome, and I just had a bad feeling because we've seen this We've seen this story before. We've seen it play out. So, Nick, I want to say, uh, Nick Deal, I want to say, hey, man, thanks for all your support this year. He says he's got to duck out for an event. Appreciate you always uh, coming into post games and uh, being around. We appreciate the support of all the people that follow us and Try to make this a thing. So, by the way, I, my my buddy Matt Braswell uh, is joining us tonight. Look, I'm getting Houston Rage and Cajuns. He 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 doesn't know anything about us, but See that? the point Wait is, he's my neighbor and he cares because he loves me and he's here watching us tonight. So, uh, thank you, Matthew. Matt, What's thanks up, for being Matt? here, man. Appreciate thanks it for being here as always. Uh, See what you do that. I mean, he's spreading the brand across, spread the, brand, across baby. the land, baby. 
across Nick the spreading the brand across across the fence because this down, is down, down deep in the heart of Texas. I love it. I love it. Hey, look, uh, I thought it was a good game. You know, t- despite all the times we shot ourselves in the foot, ankle, knee, dick, all that. Despite all that, you know, I thought it was a good college football game. Uh, Andrew Thomas is saying, please give me a reason to believe. You know, I every year is created differently. You got to believe that going into this second year of Desermo, it's going to be totally different. It's all the way his. His coaches largely will, I, I would assume, come back. You know, we have the guys we have. We know who we can mostly expect to come back. This is a totally different situation. That's number one, Andy. Uh, number two would be, I think that you, I mean, honestly, I mean, Zeon might be the guy, man. I mean, he's a true freshman, but he showed out in his time on the field. He showed that he's got some very special tools. If he can grasp the offense, he may be your guy. Uh, we'll get back to that in just a minute. Mr. James Butler would like to speak. Mr. Butler, it's all yours, sir. Thanks for joining. Nah, man, I appreciate having you, man. Like, seriously, like, yes, indeed. Um, but you know, I, I don't. I know y'all hit, you hit me on the, on the Greg Scottsdale, man. So you know, my tastes are a little, you know, unorthodox sometimes. They're but straightforward, that, man. That's, that's why we like you. Straightforward, you know. But honestly, man, I'm a little bit more optimistic because I think after the Troy game, was that the Troy game that we blew the 17 point lead? That, that was the Troy game, right? It was. Now, Troy game should have won that game because the phantom right. DPI at the end, we still would have won that game. That was a fourth down play, but I digress. Right. I know you're right. But after that game, to see the way we responded the next week, I was very, very happy about that. I was intrigued, and, and, and that let me know that Desimo didn't lose the locker room. You know what I'm saying? And that the players enjoy playing for him, and that he actually can get this done. Now, let me get to the game, okay? Fields was like was lights out. I even tweeted. I said, I see you, Fields, and I put the, you know, the eye emoji. Um, it was unfortunate that he got hurt. But my whole thing is, I don't understand why we switched it, like, why we switched the tempo and the offensive play calling just because Zion got in the game. At this point, we have to trust him. I, I mean, I mean, we have to but James, trust him. James, look at, look at that first drive. Up tempo, quick snap. Let's go, let's go. They just walk down the field. Exactly. And then, and then the second, the second series. Now maybe they were trying to run clock to a certain degree. Maybe he was trying to run an eight minute offense. That's what I told Jerry. Maybe they're trying to run an eight minute. But regardless, it didn't work. It, it but, was very but obvious. Thing, but the thing is, like, it's like so we go to we going back to that BS of, you know, and, and the before, before Fields got hurt, the play calling was unpredictable. And they were doing things that I was like, okay, you know, we really opened it up. We kept it, we kept Houston's defense on the hill. Right. And then so so after that first after the first drive when Zion got in the game, we started reverting back to that, okay, first down we running it, second down we running it. Now it's an obvious certain pass situation and the defense is prepared for it. I didn't understand that. It, we gotta we gotta keep the flow. We have to keep the we gotta keep our foot on the neck, man, the whole time. Because if, if at that point the momentum was starting to slowly swing, it was starting to slowly go into that favor, man. And I, I just didn't understand why we didn't keep the offense as open as possible. And I, I wanted to tweet about the defense because I, I was torn because they were playing well. But then it's it's like I wanted to tweet 
man, we'll live by the zone and we'll die by the zone defense, man. And that's that's frustrating to watch. It is, but early in the game, when you're getting pressure with three, it works. So they had the three, they had three down linemen, you had the spy, and then everybody was dropping back. And we can do that because we had the athletes in the secondary to do it. But when they started running the game and you had to start coming up, creeping up, they started opening up a little bit, some seams in the middle, which I, which I understand. That's part of the game. That's, that's going to be part of the adjustment. I totally understand. That's why I said I'm going to be interested to see how Lamar Morgan makes the, the adjustment and adapts to what they do on offense, uh, Houston does on offense. And but his, his adjustment I, was to play I, I zone. That was a true zone. I understand. But see, the thing that – and my rebuttal to that is when you got first and 30, we don't have time to have holes in the defense, especially when you only brushing three or four. Because that's easy to pick apart. You got to put a hat on a hat. You have to. That's 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 too easy, man. Do you think the defense I, was look, tired? Do you think that he didn't trust his guys to play, man? What do you think happened there? I don't want to say they were tired. I just think we tried to stay true to ourselves in the sense of like, okay, this has been working, man. I, I'm not gonna lie. I had flashbacks to the Rice game, man. I don't know how y'all. Oh. Absolutely. But I had flashbacks to that, man, because it was like we've been playing good on defense the entire time, man. And and, and when when it was time to really, you know, shut them down the way I know that we can, it's like – and I knew it. Now, I'm sitting there and I'm telling people, I'm like, please don't let us put a zone on this first and third because we're not rushing. We're not, we're not rushing. We're not blitzing. We're not rushing them. He has enough time to find the holes in the defense to wait for that that late drag like he did and make that throw and get almost 45 yards. I I called it. And you know what, James, to your point, outside of that one touchdown pass that that Houston threw, I think it was uh, early in the second half, or was it? To Carter. Yeah, no, late in the first half. It was late in the first half. Every time we play man, and they're known – they're known to go on an air raid. They really, we, they really didn't challenge us in, in that way. Like they really didn't go over the top on us every time. Like you said, we pressed on them. And and I've all seen right. that. We kind of seen that all year with our defense. Like we're good at playing. We were always good at playing man coverage. But every time we backed off or got conservative on a third down, we gave we we give up a conversion. It happened all year. It happened against Rice. It happened against South Alabama. You remember that? Whenever. You know, we gave them, what was it, the third? We, we took the penalty, or we didn't accept the penalty. We declined it, and they got the first down and ended up kicking a game-winning field goal. And then you saw it again tonight. It's like, you know, to me, I feel right. like sometimes I understand it's a game of numbers. A lot of times you play the zone, okay, you're not you, – you, you, you give them a little bit of cushion. You know they're going deep. But if you're going to do that, if you're playing a cover two or something like that, you're going to have to cover your ground, man. You don't give the guy uh, – I mean, that, that first and 30, he was – at least five yards behind his man. I mean, it's like. But what, that, that what wasn't you, a cover two. That was a quarter drop zone. That was a true prevent. That's that what they played. Blown coverage is what that I was. I mean, just, <laughs> but I don't understand. But see, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand running prevent in that situation. Though. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, no, I don't, I don't understand. That. No, no, I don't either. And that's, that's kind of been the tale of our entire season where some of these games we've given up those last second drives. We, we we get away from what we're good at, and really what we were good at was 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 just pressing. I always thought our secondary was one of the best in the country in press in, in press coverage. It we is. Just, that's the problem, I mean, James. That's so, you can't that's tell so me frustrating. You, you can't tell me as a former wide receiver that when you see dime package or prevent drop zone, you're not foaming at the mouth. Like 
Let me find a yes. let me find a soft spot right yes. here and I'm about to eat. Yeah. Yes. The whole time I'm thinking, I'm like, look, at least give me a cover three, right? Cover the deep thirds, like take care of the flats. You know what I'm saying? Like don't don't give up the big play, right? Give them give them everything short, like maybe third and eleven, third and twelve, whatever. I'm thinking at least do that, but don't like come on, man. Like they literally let him find the sweet spot, man. And 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 he made a he made a perfect throw, and it was just and it's like all the life just just came out of me, man. I'm not gonna lie, like that that one hurt me, man. I'm not gonna lie. Well, Jerry sent the to the group. He said that's ball game. And it felt yeah, that way. I knew, I knew at that point, man. You know, because at that point, you weren't doing anything offensively. Houston really started getting momentum running the ball on us. So they that, that opened up a perfect opportunity for the pass. But it, I think I think that's what's kind of hurt in all of this is that we've seen this all season. We've seen it all year. And it's just sometimes we kind of go away from what we're what we're good at and where the stats are in our favor. And we do things to try to not say outsmart ourselves, but it's almost like we're playing. We play not to lose, and every time we try to play like to lose, not to lose, we end up losing. It's like they 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 overthink. If yeah. we just do what's it's working, it's overthinking. If, yeah, if we just do what works, it's and keep man. doing it, then it keeps working. But we 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 find something that works, and then we say, well, you know what? Let's try something different, and it it it, it bites us in the ass every single time. I mean, I mean, James, you're a former player, okay? So you, I'm sorry, you have the mentality. I'm sure you still have a certain mentality of when you're on the field. A lot of times as a receiver, right, whether it's a certain route, right. whether it's a certain assignment, does it really – like do you feel like when things get overcomplicated or when one of your, your coordinators calls something where you're raising your eyebrows of getting too fancy that it always backfires instead of just doing something basic that works? Well, man, you know, it's crazy you gave me the shout-out. I want to shout-out uh... – my boy Savoy, I see this in here. You know what I'm saying? He scored more touchdowns than me in the spring in, uh, in, in 2013. I just want to just point that out. Um, um, so shout out to my boy, man. Um, but nah, man, honestly, you know, you bringing that up, it kind of reminds me, and I don't want to be a Debbie Downer because it's like, uh, I was talking to Terry Johnson about this the other day. It reminds me, like, just overthinking, it reminds me of when we got the ball back against Florida and we decided to run the ball three times and, and kick it instead of trying to go for the win. Why you want to you know do that I'm to saying? me right now? I'm already yeah, sad enough. Know, Why would you bring that up? I don't know, man. I don't know, man. But the thing is, to, to the point, though, if you would have seen everyone's faces on the sideline, because at that point, I'm going to tell you something. At that point, it was him. It was her making that call. Because everybody else on the coaching staff was thinking, okay, we about to go two-minute drill. We got one of the best kickers in the country. Let's go win this game, right? But it's like, I think HUD just out, like, just just went into this, okay, like, overthinking it. Like you said, are we going to run the ball three times? Let's go, let's play for overtime. You know what I'm saying? And and what happened, happened, you know? And sometimes when you're in situations like that, I just feel like you got to go for the win, man. You got to just let it all fly out. You got You got to go for the win. You know what I'm saying? Like especially that, in a bowl game. About that. Especially in a bowl game. But look, especially in the bowl game, you don't have nothing to lose. That's it. You know. But I'm a, I'm a, uh, I'm leave y'all with this, man. Uh, like I said, I appreciate y'all for having me. I, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if y'all said this before before I got on, but I want to know. Well, I'm gonna say this. I'm, I'm gonna make a comment, 
And I'm, I'm going to ask a question, and I'm going to let y'all finish the show. Like I said, I appreciate y'all having me on. Um, I'm still on the dance train, man, because, you know, I, I'm, I've, I've been impressed by the turnaround this year. I've seen the progress, and I've definitely been impressed by it, and I'm looking forward to next year, man. I still think he's, he's the guy for the job. It's frustrating because we're true fans, and I appreciate you know, us being true fans because we know right now at this time, the university and these players and our team needs it because I don't know what the hell going on. You know what I'm saying? Like we went from a packed house to all of a sudden nobody want to go to the game, you know, and, and we, we in the process of trying to get that fixed right now. Uh, they got some things in the works. Uh, we meet with some people and we're going to bounce some ideas off. But, um, I, I'm, I'm on the dance train, man, and I'm, I'm optimistic, and I'm looking forward to next year because that's my guy, and you know, I'm, I'm just, I'm just, I'm excited for him. So I'm gonna say that. But my question is, the quarterback situation for next year, like, what do you think goes into that? Like, do you think someone ends up leaving? Who you think? Do you think it's another competition? Do you think they just hand someone the job? Like, what do you think goes on with that? Nick, I'll let you start, and then we'll go to Jerry, and I'll finish it. Appreciate you coming in, by the way. Uh, glad to hear that you're still very high on the coaching staff. And speaking of the attendance, we feel like we're at the spear, the head spear of that. So we're all we're all in it together. Yes. We'll make and, it happen. And I was going to say as well, James, like those ideas you're throwing around, please, if you want to share them with us behind the scenes, man, whatever sure. we can do, the more the merrier to come up with ideas to get this thing right. We'll, we'll get it oh, figured no, out. Man, I, I, I got to share that. I got to share that. I, I need I – need, everyone to hear these ideas because it's, it's something that we all play a part in together, man. It's not just, you know, like it has to be a community effort with this. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and one of the things that, one of the things that I will say that I don't understand that I got to give her props for, like her was in every store. You know what I'm saying? Her was, was going to the freshman orientations, making sure that they was going to the game. You know, he was interactive with, with, with with everyone, made sure that we went to the volleyball games, made sure we went to the basketball games, you know, just, just, and, and that's one of the things that, that little small part right there, you don't understand how big it is until that's not required anymore, you know, like, and I think we got so caught up when Napier was winning that we didn't focus on that part of it, that small aspect of it, and just trying to get the community involved. So now that Napier is gone, it's kind of, it's that shift now of, okay, we in the unknown, so now that support is gone. Well, we need to be in front of the community faces now more than ever. And that's how I feel about it. But, yeah, I'm going to let y'all go. I took up too much time. I know people want to speak, but I'm going to let y'all talk about that. And, and like I said, I appreciate y'all having me on. All right, James, we'll be in touch, man. Yes, sir. I think it it's going to be tough, man, because – you look at Zion and you're like, he's the future of the program. You look at Chandler and Chandler has been a leader, man. Like regardless if he was starting or not, he was, he was there. He was, uh, he was a true leader and, and didn't, uh, for lack of a better term, Boudet on the sideline, you know, he waited for, for an opportunity again and he came up and he, and he did what he had to do when that opportunity came. You've got Ben who's who the same, you know, Ben could have left this season and said, well, Chandler's in, I'm out, and he didn't. And so you've got a situation where Ben's going to have to make a decision. 
I mean, what is his knee going to look like when he comes back? Um, does he want to keep playing this game? You got Chandler, who obviously tonight showed us exactly why we recruited Chandler Fields, because he's an excellent starting quarterback, just like we knew he was. But I, I think there were just different styles of play between him and Ben, and they each have their 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 strengths and their weaknesses, but it was a really tough competition. So you've got that all in play. And then you've got Zeon Chris, who we're looking at as the as the future of the program. When do we go with him next year? Do we do we not go with him next year and risk him transferring? Do we go with him and then we have Chandler transfer? I mean, there's so much going on with that situation. But I think the the one thing that Des is going to have to do next season that he didn't do this season is is really pick a quarterback, stick with him, and and none of this two quarterback stuff. He's going to have to make a tough decision. And I get that that he's he's a player's coach or or that's what people interpret Des as. And maybe he is, maybe he's not. But regardless, he's going to have to step up as a, as a football coach of this team and make a decision and stick with it and not just try to appease the, the players that are left on the roster at the quarterback position. So do man, I, I really do think it's going to be a true competition this spring. And and what it, it's going to come down to is I think Zeon has all the tools but can he can he put it all together? Because I get it that tonight's throw, I mean, he was just trying to make something happen late in the game, but he did that again when he was late in the game earlier in the season. So can he make the smart decision in crunch time? I don't know. But again, they've got all spring to figure this out. But in the end, like I said, I think Dez is going to have to make a decision, stick with it. None of this true quarterback stuff. And then whatever happens, if, if players decide to transfer, we just got to support their decision. But going back real quick before we go back to you, Jerry, one thing that James said about the the administration and, and getting fans, look, we didn't really have fan support when, when we were winning with Napier. I think that was kind of with our success and we were getting a little national recognition. But you can't you got to remember, we were we had a nationally televised game against App State. And we were we had to get all the coaches and, and everybody to get online and and do these, you know, please come out to Cajun Field. And we still only had like 24,000 in a 40,000 seat stadium. I think the problem is you have these administrators that come in from places like Mizzou where they don't have a problem getting people in the stands. People just show up because they've been fans for 30 years and that's what they do on Saturdays. They go watch Missouri games. We don't have that that luxury of, oh, well, we're ranked, so people are just going to show up. So I'm glad to hear, James, that you're you're going to be a part of getting more people to the stands. Um, and we've talked about our ideas, but but it's good to know that they're listening and they're willing to uh, to take all of our uh, thoughts and, and advice um, and see what happens. But but appreciate you calling in or, or coming in on the Twitter space tonight, man. Yeah, I I think I, I agree with you 100% on the quarterback situation, Nick. I look, we we lost to me and this is my opinion. We lost the ULM game because of the quarterback situation. I mean, Chandler goes in, goes 2 for 2 on touchdown drives, you're up 14 nothing. He puts and then coach Des puts Ben in. We score 3 points the rest of the game and you know what happened. The rest was history. We lost. I think if Chandler stays in that game with all that momentum we have, I think we score close to 35 points or even 40 points and we win that game going away. Um I wouldn't be surprised if there was a quarterback that ended up transferring. Now, I don't know who that might be, but the, I think it's it's good and it's bad. What's good is that you have three quarterbacks between Ben, Zeon, and Chandler, who, in my opinion, could all, could all start 
for the Cajuns and, and be named the starter, start the whole season. I think all three could start at pretty much a good number of 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 FBS schools. Um, but the problem with that is, is that you're not going to have two other quarterbacks riding the bench or at least one quarterback as a third string who could start anywhere else. I, I think that's a big issue. And I think I think there's going to be somebody who leaves. Um, ben getting hurt really is a bummer because he's probably going to miss spring. That's a good eight months of recovery it's going to take. Um, I'm curious to see how he does coming back in August. Um, Chandler showed today that he is capable of being starting quarterback, which is why Dez named him the starter to begin with. But like you said, Zion is the future. Zion has he, – he's basically a right-handed like Lewis, in my opinion, a arm. And he's shown that he can do everything and play under just about any type of scheme you ask him to. And he's he's driven. And so I think next year, going into the spring, you're going to have – I think you're going to have some competition between Zion and Chandler. I think Chandler's going to have the seniority because he's been around. But I also think Zion's going to make some – he's going to create some highlights in the spring. Uh, the question is going into next year is the approach – to me, the, the question is how are we going to approach – the quarterback once he's named the starter whoever it is we have to stick with one guy if Chandler's the starter if Ben's the starter if Zeon's the starter that person is the starter nobody else because you we've talked about this all season you've got receivers that talk about certain spin rates how they catch the football you got certain certain players that talk about the certain leadership roles of these certain quarterbacks right so if you want that camaraderie and that chemistry to stay consistent outside of an injury or something that kind of happens out of nowhere like that, you all want to be in sync going into the season. So when you name a starter, don't go put somebody else in on a third touchdown after the third or fourth drive, or if they score two touchdowns, put them in because you promised them. Stick with one guy. Because as we saw this year, you know, Chandler's named the starter. He gets hurt. Ben comes in, shines. He gets hurt and Chandler's the starter again, right? Sometimes that those circumstances can happen. But going in, you gotta name one guy. Gotta name one guy. I hope, I hope, I hope this is a lesson for the coaching staff going in because going into next year, people are saying, Oh, what about Des? Give me some faith. What what what's gonna be different? Well, they got one year under their belt. This is this is one year under their belt where they have a full slate of results and what they tried, what didn't work, what worked, and hopefully the quarterback. It, the quarterback situation is is towards the top of that list. So we'll see. Oh, and by the way, not only what worked and what didn't work, and this was his first year, I mean, you cannot overlook what he walked into on day one and, and day 30 and day 60. I mean, things were just in flux this, that the entire time uh, from, from him being named head coach to the start of the season. So, I'm willing to give a little leeway this season. I mean, come on. You got to the, the the guy's finally getting his first recruiting class in. Let's see what he does. Let's give him a shot. I mean, he, but but I can't I can't look at this season as a failure. I just think we we had a lot of growing pains. Next season we got to grow up. Three quarterbacks getting meaningful snaps will help us next year. Regardless of how you saw the season play out, and I know we're kind of moving away from the game and looking at it from a macro sense. Three quarterbacks, especially a true freshman getting real snaps in a bowl game, will help us next year. And uh, we need Lejean Moore at uh, the Wildcat quarterback, Wildcat formation. Third and Put fourth Put Lejean there. Third and fourth and one. There's no reason why he shouldn't be in the game. Absolutely. Um, 
Ryan Landry, I'm going to come to you next. I will answer a question and make my quarterback comment real quick. Uh, Keith Andrews asked, why did we not have a spy on the quarterback? Keith, we did. We had a spy on the quarterback for three quarters. We abandoned that in the fourth because we started playing a true quarters drop zone. That's what I was complaining about earlier. No idea why we did that, especially on first and 30. Uh, but I won't get into that too much because I'll just start getting angry. Um, as far as the quarterback, Ben is going to be hurt. It's an ACL. It's a, it's a year. He's not going to be in a position to be able to be your spring quarterback, and I don't think he's going to compete in the fall camp. So I'm not saying it's impossible, but I just don't think that it's going to happen. If it's going to be Chandler, it's going to be Zeon. Here's the deal. I understand Chandler has paid his dues. I understand that he was part of helping to build the program to what it is as far as recruiting. He was one of the first guys to get on social media and get out in the public and get other guys to be interested in Raging Cajun football. I get that. If Zeon Chris comes out with all of the special tools that he has and he has a grasp on the offense, if it's even remotely close, Zeon's your quarterback. I, you know, I'm just, I'm sorry. Like, I like Chandler. I thought he played great this year. I was very high on him going into this year. Or I, I, he played great today. I was very high on him this year. If Zeon is a true sophomore quarterback, okay, and he feels like he should play and he ends up sitting because you have a loyalty to somebody else, how does that impact where he ends up next year? And I'm sorry to bring it up, but that's the world we live in now. Do I, as a person who thinks I should be starting on this football team, decide to transfer because I'm not getting the snaps I need? Now, I don't know the young man personally. Maybe that's not how he's built. It's something that we should talk about or think about at least. But strictly from like, how many great years can we get out of this guy? If he's a true sophomore and he's a starting quarterback and we have our, you know, we fumble through the first three or four games, but he gets better and better and better and he goes into his junior year as an elite quarterback in this league. That is ideal for us. And I'm not saying that Chandler can't do that. I'm saying if it's close, to me, that's how it should play out. Terry J, thanks for being here, Mr. Terry. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I just want to say, like, yeah, we were at the game, saw it live, and uh, I just want to start with saying, hey, like, I know Dez has had a rough year. I've been critical. I still love him. I still want him to be the guy. He recruited, looks like he's recruiting a really good class coming in. You know, as as bad as this loss was, and man, this hurt. It hurt bad. Um, I still have faith because, you know, you got to, this is a true year zero, you know, like some coaches get a year zero to where like uh, the team was left in flux, like, you know, and then they got to come in and then think about like the whole, when the whole Penn State Sandusky thing happened and a new head coach had to come in, that was a true year zero. Like players transferred, they had to find a coach, other coach got fired really good. And no, our coach didn't get fired, but he left, took a lot of pieces, and a guy comes in and he has to build, right? So this is this is a true year zero if you have to say it, right? If, 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 am I fair in saying that? Does anybody disagree with me? No, I, I agree 100%. 45 guys didn't strap it up for you that did last year, and you're talking about NFL guys. You're talking about big-time transfers. You're talking about the best offensive lineman in the country was on our squad last year, and he's going to the draft, probably going to be a top, I don't know, maybe top six pick. Yep. And and so like I, I don't look like 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 Nick said I don't look at it as a failure, but I mean the losses are they hurt. I mean it's just no way to spice it. Nobody likes to lose regardless of you know where the program is. So I'm gonna start with that, right? Then I'm gonna go to the game. I was at the game when we got up sixteen to when we got in halftime sixteen to six. 
hey, man, I'm sorry. The CDS, I, I still didn't feel good. I didn't feel good because we haven't won a one-score game all year. We're 0-4 in one-score games this year. And, you know, I, I, know, I know, Josh, you said, like, you thought the O-line played well. I thought the O-line played well in the pass protection realm, right? But anytime we run that split zone concept, right, and where, you know, the, you know, we, we pull the, the I knew, deep, uh, sorry, the, I the knew you end. were going to bring that up. I knew you were going to bring that up. And he got dominated yeah. every time they would pull him. And I know that, but, I, but I will say it, it literally was the only bright spot on that entire defense. And, and I, I thought about you when I was watching the game, when I saw that happen over and over and over. I, I, I just thought that we need to just get done with split zone concepts and just do, I don't know. Go to pro eye if we're gonna run the get run the if we're gonna run the ball. Terry, Aside do you that, do you know if that's a Norid thing? Is that a Dez thing? Like who's falling in love with that concept? I think it's a Dez thing, and I think he's just used to what we did last year because we had the athletes. Last yeah, you, year we had the athletes. That's right. I mean we we don't have the athletes here. I've seen countless times again to where the backside tackle or the backside uh, you know guard the the play is blocked well on the front side and the backside. You know, lineman does not get a second step down and he gets beaten across the face and he just gets swim moved and we get hit for a loss. I've seen it time and time all year. I mean, I, I think we should just do pro I, you know, go old school uh, Stanford, you know, Christian McCaffrey, you know, Andrew Luck, and just run the ball like that. Just beat your man. Just, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, I, I, I just, we just haven't done this split zone concept well all year. Uh, if that was, you know, I know he's not with us anymore. If that was Monty Baylor back there and he knew how to, you know, shake and bake and get off the tack, get off, you know, shake a tackle and everything and get to the outside, okay. Yeah, but I just don't think we have the athletes, and and I, I feel so bad for Chris. I love Chris Smith. Um, he's from Louisiana. Sorry, he's from Mississippi. He loves you well. Like you know, I, I love that because he loves the university. But he's had the fumbles since he was a freshman. He's had the fumbleitis since he was a freshman. Like, I, it, it's, it, it's just, it's in his DNA. And I'm sorry to say that, but it's just, I think back to when I think Texas State, we, uh, one year, we played him over Texas State. He fumbled two times in the same, same game. He fumbles in a critical time, critical time against Arkansas State. Fumbles critical time, you know, Southern Miss. We're trying to make a, make a drive to, you know, you know. That's Southern Miss. We lost that game because of that fumble. <laughs> like, I, and it, we lost the game. And, and yes, there, were there other things? Were there, you know, BS holding calls on the edge that they didn't that the refs didn't call? Yeah, and I'm. Oh, it was awful. That, 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 that didn't, that didn't keep. That's not going to keep you up at night. It's what's going to keep me up at night is the two Christmas fumbles, and Lance Lejean, as Townsley is doing the most selfish thing I've ever seen, because it's all about me, me, me. I'm gonna get this guy back, thinking nobody's looking, and he's just gonna blindside a guy, and. I love Dez, and I want to know, because I saw Lance LeJean got back in the game. He made a critical catch later on in the game after that penalty. Did he grab him by the face mask and get in his face and, you know, call him every four-letter word in the dictionary, which I know is not the best way to coach a guy, right? Or did he just... It may not be the best, but you got to have some of it, right? You, you can't always be the squishy nice guy. At some point, yeah, somebody's but... got to holler at somebody, right? I mean, we're still able to do that, you know, I think. Who knows? It was like, uh, it was like, hey man, you're okay. It's it's all right, buddy. Like, uh, it's it, it's okay. Like, it, you'll get him next time. It's like, did he did he actually get? Did somebody get in his face and tell him like, hey, you cost me? 
And that needs to be said. It needs to be said by somebody, either a senior, it needs to be said by a coach. I'm tired of all year to where, at a critical point in this season, somebody does something stupid. And whether it's a freshman or a senior or anybody, no, that, that same guy is still in the game. Take him out. Right? Take, take him out. Like, let him sit. Let him sit for a series, for a few series. Because it, it, it can't be acceptable. It, it just can't. We don't have the athletes to overcome these deficits. We don't. And I'm sorry, people. We do not. And, I, and, I, and I'm looking for, you know, next year, how this is handled. Is it going to get handled? I hope so. I hope Dez sees that, you know. And, you know. It, well, it, Terry, you remember it, early yeah. in the season, we kept, we kept beating ourselves with personal fouls and goofy penalties early. And then largely we kind of eliminated that for a while. And then we, we showed, it showed back up in the bowl game. I mean, in critical moments. I, I think it has something to do with that stupid whatever fight they were talking about on ESPN that they had between the two teams playing Madden or some. I mean, oh, it was on, obvious man. that the teams did not like each other, which I dig. I want hate. I love well, the yeah. hate in sports. Me too. Yeah, but but show some discipline too. You can hate, but do it like show some discipline while you're at it. When when you get third and short, don't go bump the guy ten seconds after the play and then make it third and long, especially in a crucial drive that can run clock when you're up. Yeah. I, it's personally it's just it's been very frustrating just watching those like if 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 we would have just lost on the just the fumbles and that you know didn't happen maybe I'd feel differently just knowing that okay you know Chris is going to graduate he's going to move on go to the league at least you know you know I ain't got to worry about you know a guy, guys being stupid. But now, since this happened so late, like the last game of the season, when we didn't see it all year, now I'm thinking, here, here it comes again. Like I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking that it's back and it's going to stay all the way into the off season, going into spring, going into fall camp, going to the next season. Now I'm super scared because I thought it was over and it's not over. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But, We're going to learn a lot in the spring. That's for sure. Yeah, and and as and as far as the, the uh, you know Zion coming in. Uh, I feel bad for Chandler getting hurt, you know. But hey, man, it's, again, if that last fumble by Chris didn't happen, if Dion drove us down to score that touchdown, he's the starter for next year. Like I, I, I was about to say, I was like, I was like, Gotta he's be. the starter for next year. If it's like, close. If he, and look, yeah. Terry, the other thing about Chandler, which super talented, really like the guy, understand he's a hard worker, he's been very pro UL all the way. But one of the reasons why he wasn't highly recruited was because of his size. And you've seen yeah. him get hurt multiple times in his very short amount of times actually playing. It happened again today. Look at Zion. I mean, he's well put together. He's young, 6'2", 200. I mean, he looks like he's got command of the offense. He looks poised. And I know he threw an interception at the end of the game. I don't really care about that. He's out there trying to make a play. He's young. Who cares about that? If you come out of spring and it's even remotely close between Zion and anybody else, he's your starter. And I want to say, like, as far as, uh, you know, dead play calling everything, I didn't mind the, the vanilla play calling it, right? I didn't mind. I personally didn't mind that. It's just the turnovers make it seem all that more evident because we couldn't get past the 50, right? And by the time when we did get past the 50, you know, we turned it over again. Right, so I didn't really mind the vanilla play calling, blah blah blah. I was super, super angry when at the end of the game we're just dropping eight, rushing three, and I'm like, what the hell are we doing? Like, like what, what, what are we doing? 
to where when have we ever won a game like this? Nobody ever like wins like that. Nobody. Prevent like, means like, prevent winning. Like I, yeah, exactly. Like I like we, we haven't won a game playing this way at all all year. We're 0 and four in one score games. And I think last year, you know, going undefeated in one score games, we're doing like seven and oh. That gives a yes, you, you you find ways to win, but it gives a false sense of security to where, ah, uh, yeah, we're gonna pull this out. And when, it is, when we didn't pull it out against ULM of all people, I was like, oh no. But <laughs> to to a degree, we were spoiled. I mean, that you staff were. and that team last year, you knew that once they went into the half, if they were close, that's in a bag. And this year yeah. has been the total opposite. It's like, yeah. how are we gonna screw it up in the second half? No matter, yeah, it, it didn't matter who you were playing. It, and I don't know if it's an adjustment issue. I don't know if it's a belief issue. I, I don't know if it's an athlete issue. I don't know where it came in, but four blown leads in the second half is it led the FBS. So yeah, it's not like we're seeing ghosts out there. Like this is really happening. This is a real problem. It, it is, and and again, like, and it's not like I don't think Dez is a good coach. Here's, here's the thing, right? I and, and, yeah, and I'm not putting it on Dez. I'm saying, yeah, I don't know. All I know is, is I watched the team last year turn chicken salad or chick, chicken shit into chicken salad and the opposite happened this year. And, and that's yeah. just, that's just how, that's the, that's the truth, man. Mm-hmm. And, and I, and like I said, I think last year we just had the dogs. We had, we had the athletes last year. You know, I'm not saying nobody on this team can't, couldn't play. Like we just didn't have, we don't have the same level of, of, of athletes on the field like we did last year to overcome those or the horrible Billy play calling. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. you know, as, and he as, was a as, terrible as, play caller. I'll go to my grave saying yeah. that. Horrible play caller. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was like, hey, I'm going to go for it. Fourth and inches on my own one, one yard line. I'm going to go for it. Okay, whatever. I have elite. I have, I have an elite defense. I have like a conglomerate of coaches and assistants that can adjust and help adjust. I'm going to go for it. This year, we just don't have that same experience. We just couldn't overcome those things. But, but I'll tell you this, though, right? And I know people. And like people are, are gonna, they're gonna shit talk Dez until things get correct. And I see some future players in here. I see, I see uh, Elijah, uh, Bill Davis in here. Happy you signed with us. Good job, man. Like on you. Can't wait to be out there. I look at the guys we have, here, and we beat an Eastern Michigan team. And I understand that they're a max school. People like the like Eastern Michigan won nine games this year. Beat an Arizona State team. You know that coaching staff that they've been there for nine seasons. Season, and they've beaten uh, four Power Five schools in six years. That was a very experienced, very good coaching staff, and a very good team we beat. Even though I know they're a MAC team, and we hate these home and home series that we're getting with them, I, I, I get it. it. It aggravates the hell out of them. We beat a good MAC team. We dominated. Good, them. Dominated. Them. Dominated. We get. We beat a good Marshall team that beat a number eight ranked number Notre Dame that beat that went nine wins. Right. A great Marshall team. Like coached by. Alabama assistants, right? And we beat, I think, personally, the best coaching staff we've beaten is Georgia Southern. That came from USC, right? We took the offense coordinator from Western Kentucky from last year. You know, we beat that coaching staff, dominated it. So I'm looking at this coaching staff, our coaching staff, I'm like, we're, we're not a, we don't have a bad coaching staff. We just don't, we, we just need to finish. And we just need to get over the hump and the mistakes. Because the proof is in the pudding. If you look at the, who we have beaten and how we've beaten them, we have beaten good teams. Now, we've also lost to teams that we should not have lost to, and I will not defend that at all. But we have beaten good teams, and we were so close to beating a really good team today. And so that's why 
I'm really looking forward to next year. I mean, I'm happy the season's over. I mean, it's, it's been up and down. Sad we didn't win, but you got to look at it from a perspective of there's something to go off of. Like, there's proof, right? I think you got to learn how to do that. I think it takes some time to learn how to do that on your own when you're the guy. So Dez is kind of like um, Quib, right? So Quib was a ba- he was a career backup, and then yeah. he got called into action. He was your Mike linebacker. He was your guy on defense. Yeah. He had to learn how to be that guy, and that's what Dez is having yeah. to do. He's having to learn how to be the yeah. Billy Napier that he learned from. So there's so many things that happen in this season yeah. that I see now that, yeah, the high end of this coaching staff is freaking high. Look at who we've beaten. The low end is low. It's yeah. almost like a young team yeah. where they play out of their mind sometimes and then they they just are, you know, undisciplined and whatever sometimes. That's how I yeah. feel about this coaching staff. I still yeah. think, like you said, if you look at it, everybody forgets that Billy Napier went 7-7 seven and seven and got his ass yeah. tapped by an, an average two-lane team in the bowl game. Yeah. Nobody talks about that because, you know, you won 10, 11, and 13. But the yeah. the reality is is that he had a lot of learning to do in that first year se- that first season. If you if yeah. you want to look at numbers and you want to look at where we are now, Dez is very very close to that season. Yeah, I'm just yeah. I, that's where I'm, I'm going to land on it, T. That's where I'm going to land on it for now. Yeah, and he's seven and seven. If you count the bowl game last year, he's seven and seven all time as a head coach. So I mean, he got the bowl game last year. Yeah, right in line. Uh, and la- yeah, and last thing I'll say. Uh, uh, we uh, we were in the box. We met Big Game Boomer. Uh, he was at the game, so it was good talking to him. Nice, uh, hum- hum- humble guy. Uh, name's John. Like really cool dude. Just talk about the G five, everything. Uh, really, really enjoy talking to him. And I uh, and I said, hey, if you know Jim Nagy, get Eric Gare to the Senior Bowl as a partner. It's a travesty. Like, Eric Gare, it's a it's a sin against humanity. Eric Gare needs to be in the Senior Bowl. As a power returner, he's the best guy on that. He's the best athlete on that team when he's on the when he's on the field. On the field. I, I I think he's the best athlete. He just doesn't have the size. Jim Nagy is sitting on his hands, and I tried to put if he as a if, hey yo John uh, big game over if you if you have Jim Nagy on speed dial call him up because it's a, it's a, it's a it's a sin against all all mankind that he's not invited. I don't get it. Like it, it was hard to get Carlton Marshall from Troy. Invited to the senior bowl, the which, guy, which know, is the ridiculous. Guy, and look, yeah. if Eric Gare is six two, he's a second round pick. Yeah, it's a shame, dude. And he's so physical and he's so instinctual. I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway, I, I think uh, there's somebody that's going to do their job as a scout in the NFL, and I think I think Eric's going to get a call. So we'll see. It's definitely. Uh, but hey, man, uh, it's been good calling all season. Uh, I'm occasion through and through. Uh, went to the alumni event, saw a lot of good people. Uh, really, really fun. Can't wait for next year. Uh, we moved to we moved to from Hawaii to Florida, so now hopefully next year I can go to a few more home games. So oh, yeah. yeah, hey, yeah. You, you look, you give us solutions about attendance. Now you can actually be part of the solution in person, Terry. I know, right? Hey, like I'm, I, I yeah, can't man. promise every home game. I, can, I can't promise every home game because the Navy has to keep brother together. But you know. I can come to a few, and and also last thing to say. Sorry, hey, you know uh, what you Haley, do? Haley. Get get uh-huh. get one of them navy ships. Get to the port of Iberia. Do you think they have any uh, places <laughs> where you can park the park the ship? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, there's some free comms over in uh, Pasigula. They can they can uh they can go over there. Done. But uh but shout, done. But also shout <laughs> shout out to Haley Haley uh Bill for making that 
um, that highlight tape, you know, for doing that. They I, finally I listened it. to us, Terry. I, I know. Hey, like I, I, I DM'd her myself and I was like, Hey, like I had to tell her like where to look and the, the date and you know, how, how important the game was. So shout out to her for what she's doing. I know she's like undermanned and you know, I know the, the you know, the administration is undermanned and everything. And just so everybody knows she had to find the tape like by hand. And the first copy she, she tried to find was literally rotted out. Like they couldn't, it was so, it was so old it rotted and they couldn't play it. So she had to find enough, like I guess another copy. So she's like, she's a rock star for what she did and what she's doing. So shout out to her. That's awesome. Thank y'all. Appreciate All right, it. T, we'll be around, man. Holler at us. Yep. Okay. Man's got I'm a lot jealous. of good points. He, I'm, I'm jealous he got to go to the game because you and I both were kind of, uh, not snowed in, frozen in? Is that the right? Water all over the Hey, Water. check this out. So I'm just going to break the news. Uh, Razor Review got media credentials to go to the Independence Bowl. Uh, but <gasps> I know. Can you imagine that? What? I know. Uh, but we couldn't make it. Well, I couldn't make it because of uh, consequences due to the weather. Uh, won't get into the long, boring story, but I had to stay home. So, And I had some frozen pipes. Did did get did get the credentials? Uh, was supposed to be there. Didn't work out, unfortunately. But you haven't seen the last of us. I want to go back the... to a comment someone made. Um, I'll yeah, throw it sure. up there with Keith. He said, "We love the other guy, but Washington is our best back. Can't afford to lose him in the portal. Can we afford to keep him?" Is my question. Because with all this crap going on with other other programs illegally recruiting players using NIL, how much are they going to offer him to go somewhere? Can we afford to keep him? I don't know. But I mean, he, that's a sad he, reality. He deserved way more than I don't know what four carries. Yeah, that that's definitely did. Sorry, man. I, that was a that was a missed opportunity in my view. Because he was running hard, and that's the other thing. I hate losing a game where the guys obviously gave like supreme effort. Everybody. Oh, that was annoying, especially defense. But everybody gave supreme effort. It was just a few. Dumbass plays here and there, a couple of unfortunate plays here and there, a couple of fumbles by people you shouldn't or you wouldn't expect to fumble. That hurts. That's a killer. That's an absolute killer. Story of the season. Drop it, passes. It encapsulated the season. That's fumbles, no, no question. Stupid penalties. Extending drives. It's what we've done all year. So, Nick, uh, I, I made a comment about stats earlier, so if you have it ready, we'll pull it. And is there... I, the game felt totally dominated for two and a half quarters, and then you could feel the momentum just shift, and it just shifted, and it just continued to shift, and the defense stepped up a couple times, and then it felt like the Cajuns got the momentum back, and then we couldn't get off, you know, we couldn't stay on the field offensively. And then Chandler gets hurt, and Zion comes in, has a fantastic drive, and as you know, we talked about many times, we had the fumble there. Um, I guess it's. If you guys want to get into the Kusa refs, they were absolutely horrendous. I'm not saying that we lost the game because of it, but I am saying that every edge rusher was, I mean, there was, there was a moment where Jerry, I was laughing at Jerry. I said, no, no, it was in the other group message. His, his jersey was literally twisted around him. It was almost taken off of him. Oh, and he's looking at the ref, and Quib is looking at the ref, and Braylon was looking at the ref saying, I mean, what what do you need for a holding call? And they're and, and what I don't understand is the white hat is looking directly at the play. Like it's not like some guy from from thirty yards down the field missed it. They're looking right at him. Why? <laughs> 
first of all, why does the Independence Bowl have freaking Conference USA referees? You've got to do better. What makes it they were cheap is the they were cheap. What what makes it funnier is the fact that like I forgot who who it was. One of our linemen stopped. He literally stopped in the middle of the play and just threw his hands up. And you can clearly see it. And the ref is standing like three feet away from him, staring at him. Like, I I mean, you saw when we sent the group text where you sent it. I sent it simultaneously. Where where the heck was the hold at? Where's the holding pass interference? I mean, bear hugging a guy, you know, at the two yard line. That would have been a completed pass and probably put us in the end zone for, I mean, yeah. Well, maybe we might have kicked another field goal, but still, that's more points on the board we didn't get. Because of just the continuance of an aptitude in officiating, and for some reason nobody ever fixes it. Even at the professional level, you look at the NFL and it gets worse every single year. So I don't get it. It's it's interesting because we've been talking about improving officiating for over a decade, even in the NFL level, when that whole Seattle Green Bay Hail Mary pass back, and I think it was 2012 because they had the replacement refs, but then now they're changing rules to where the actual calls are so subjective because ref doesn't know when to call it and how to call it. I mean, now you, if you, if you tackle the quarterback too aggressively, it's a personal foul. So now the fundamentals of tackling change because of that. So, but, but there's a difference. There's a difference between that and what we saw today when there's blatant, when you see blatant holding a hold is a hold, man. There's no subjectiveness to holding. I mean, when somebody is literally when 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 Zion Hill Green is literally getting like yanked, yanked on the outside of his jersey, and you don't call it, that that's that's incompetence. That's or not how about even a clear that's incomplete passes that it takes three minutes to review, which it which Deuce Deuce is on there going, yeah, that was incomplete. I don't know what's taking so the damn guy long. Was two yards. He was two oh. yards out of bounds, and, and the then, ball was in the air as he's falling on the ground. But wait, but wait, there's more. Then you got to wait another five minutes for them to figure out what the time on the clock is to get the clock started at the right time. So all yeah. that time that they've spent reviewing I don't know what, then they don't even <laughs> have the clock right. Oh, man. We it's talk just, it's, about fr- it, it's every week. It's every conference. And, and you know, every you know, time we look at football, it's just bad officiating. And you know what's sad about it, Nick? It's it's almost at every conference level. It's not even like, oh, well, he must be from the MAC or he must be from Conference USA or the Oh, Sun I called Bell. it. I said, this has got to be Kusa. This is a Kusa crew. Gotta you be. see it, but you even see it at the Power Five. I mean, you've seen some of the Big Ten refs have, have missed calls. Pac-12 refs have missed calls. SEC refs have missed calls. I mean, you're seeing this at every level. And, and the issue with that is not, not only are, the, are you missing calls, but those those are getting getting paid more money to miss those calls on a national stage. So it's almost like, it, it, it again, part of it is the fact that they're changing rules and making them more subjective. But when you miss the obvious, at that point, no. Nah. I don't care what conference you're from. If you're at that level, you don't miss calls like that. I know, Josh, you want to get to stats, but I'm going to wrap this up with one thing. To me, the problem is you look at, I mean, it really, my dad was a youth umpire and then he, he was in high school. Then he did some college and I think he, he was in talks to go to the minors or whatever, but you can't get people to want to officiate games at that level. Cause you got to start somewhere. And I tell you what, 
in this environment with mommy and daddy screaming at every pitch at, at you at every pitch, I don't want to be an official. And there are a whole lot of people who don't want to be official. So that you have to kind of take into consideration as well. That's who actually wants, a great point. Who wants to be a ref these days? Because yeah. I sure as hell don't. Especially in the lower, I get, you know, Mac. What are they making the Mac? Probably isn't much. And you got to travel to central Michigan and Ball State. I mean, no offense to wherever those colleges are, but. It's almost yeah. like saying you know, no offense and then I'm sending you. <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I'm not getting pumped about going to Ball State in the middle of November to officiate a game. Hey, if y'all want to speak, by all means, request to speak in the Twitter space. By the uh, way, the number is 337-761-6561. Did I remember that? I'll throw it up there. I did want to um, give a shout out to Aiden, Aiden Bynum, who's in the, our chat. I think he's, he, I think he's a Cougars fan and he, okay. he, he's made some great comments tonight. Um, so happy to have some Houston fans uh, watching, watching and contributing. Also another, an, another uh, brother in the fight against Kusa. <laughs> How can you not hate that conference? It's just so awful. It's embarrassing. Yeah, step up to a level like Conference USA, you know. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong, but we keep. Uh, you know, I I think I think we had a clever tweet after that, and right after he made that comment, uh, you know, up until that point, the school in Ruston had won a few consecutive bowl games. He had some winning seasons, still no conference championship, but we're not going to talk about that. And, and 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 then he makes the comment, and ever since then, you know what Louisiana Tech's record is in football since that day. It's really like bad. three in Mamu. I don't know what. <laughs> Eleven and twenty-four. Yeah, that's about as long as that Mississippi State third down was. You remember that when they fumbled it for like eighty-five like yards? Third and ninety. <laughs> yeah, third. I thought it was third and ninety-two, but yeah, something like that. Eleven and twenty-four. So wow. That karma, karma can get you in mysterious Look, ways. I will happily dance on their grave, but I'm also not silly enough to realize that we're one bad season away, or from being in that position. So, yeah, but I don't um, plan on our athletic director saying things like that either. So, well, or, this or, is a hundred percent correct. Acting a fool. Correct. So yeah. Probably start petering it down. Nick, do you have the, uh, the stats just in case we can make a comparison that makes any amount of sense for why we lost the game? I think we all know why we lost the game, but maybe the stats say something different. Sometimes that does no, happen. Actually they don't, but I will happily throw that up here for you. There you go. Um, I mean, you look at Tunes' numbers. No, he did throw three. He did throw three touchdowns, but two twenty-nine. It's pedestrian for for an air raid in the AAC. That's a and they were really number. all in the second half. I mean, the, to me, his real difference he made in the second half as well were those eleven carries for fifty-five yards. And I know you're thinking eleven for fifty-five, but he had some key runs. That, he really did. That well, that made a difference. He Long also had thirty-three. That, Hello. He had that one 33-yard run. That was the one that literally after that play, they called the two holdings that put it in one uh, first and 30. Right? And then we poo-pooed the bed. But, yeah. yeah. See that Draylon Washington, three carries for 11 yards? That makes me angry just seeing it. Uh, Terrence had five for eight. Must have had a couple of losses in there because he had some pretty decent runs. Yeah, again, Lance, great game. And we, we, we call that, though. We said Lance was going to show Stevens up. We said that John Stevens and Lance LeJean would have the mo the two biggest impacts in the receiving game, and sure enough, they did. And then now, I said Dalen Cambry, use him as a, a, you know, a Danny Amendola slot receiver, and they did it once, and it worked. And it worked. And he had a good game on special teams also. He did. Yeah. Shout out to Dalen. Johnny Lumpkin only had two catches, which is outrageous because it was working. 
You know, Pierce Meagle had the two catch. The tight end room, in my view, when they came out and they featured them, I thought, okay, good. They decided, look, no Mike Jefferson. We're going to go out and we're going to exploit the middle of the field. And it worked. And then they stopped doing it. And I'll never understand why. I'll never understand why. And this is not be this is not me just being a pro tight end guy. I am, but this is I'm saying like in the construct of the game plan, it was working. Why get away? Why get away from it? Well, I'll never we, understand. It. We said that on offense. We said that on defense as well. You know, it was working. We had a spy. We we're dropping back. We we're man on man, and then all of a sudden we're going to zone. And defensively, I see you're going down the defense. Campodesclo had seven. Seven tackles, five solo. I mean, he's a, always been a menace. Uh, is Cam is Cam out of eligibility? Or is he a junior? That's a good question. I don't think. I think he might be a junior. I think he might be a junior as well. A redshirt COVID junior. And if that's if that's true, that's that's big for us next year. He's one of those guys you need back there. I thought Chris Moncrief had a really strong game. Uh, they spied him a lot, and he's probably our most athletic linebacker. So that makes the most sense. Yeah, but that's really good. Podesco is a red shirt junior. So yeah. Fantastic. Uh Keandre Grant, shout out. Uh he had that big sack early in the game, but I thought he did he did a lot of you know things that aren't going to show up on the stat sheet. I thought he did a lot of things well tonight, and he's a young guy. So that's very nice to see. You see a lot of young guys. Mason Narcisse made the board. Uh Tyrone Lewis Jr., who is a thumper back there. I like him a whole lot. I think Cortland Flowers is going to be really good for us. Obviously, ZHG, uh, we were hoping to get that half a sack. I don't think it happened. Uh, no, they don't. They don't listen for a half a sack. So he's gonna he's gonna finish tied for the school record, or half a sack short. Tough, but he had a fantastic game. You know, went out with that injury. I, I felt terrible for him at that point, but went out with the injury and came back and and gutted it out. Uh, Jamarian Peterson had a good game. Caleb Anderson, who I like a whole lot, had a really bad pass interference late down in the end zone. But man, I love his size. I love his athleticism. I think he's going to be very good for us. I really well, I do. think that's one of those situations where he had to commit it or they were going to score. Right. You know, I'm not going to hate a guy for that. Probably true. Uh, ball was uncatchable, I thought, but you can't tell that in real time. Yeah. Uh, Casey Osai also had a very good game. Another super athletic uh, linebacker that's young is going to be a, a playmaker for us. I thought Trey Amos had a very good game tonight. Uh, he had made a little bit of a habit of getting kind of beat a little bit over the top lately, but he he stuck like wide on right. He, so he did make some good plays tonight. No, he really did, and he was tough tonight. I thought Tyree Skipper again, and, and I see him at the top of the tackle list. Tyree Skipper's going to be a dog for us. I really like him. I thought Sonny Hazard, outside of being held for the majority of the game, <laughs> had a very nice game. Um, man, I, I could say that about so many different people, but... I know. Again, the defensive effort. Jordan Quibodo, of course, had seven tackles to to tie for the lead. I, I just, I hate, I hate that we didn't do more with this, in my view, historic defense. You know? But look, we had an opportunity. I mean, they fumbled the ball and recovered it at know. What, their twenty yard line down deep. Yep. And 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 it was just like this is your chance. Like if we recover that ball, I feel like we got it, and and just couldn't do it. At least we didn't do what South Alabama did. Fumble it and fumble it back? No, get totally embarrassed in the New Orleans Bowl on oh, national well. television. <laughs> to a CUSA team on top of that. Oh, yeah, that was bad. To a, to a mediocre CUSA but, team. But, yeah. to, I mean, they didn't. They looked like they had no interest in being there, man. I think they yeah. all were still hung over from bourbon. It's a cold, angry I, I, Look, I, I, I tip my hat off to the fans that made it out there. Um, you know, with, with everything with the weather, um, Everything that's happened over the last few days with um, 
with just the road situ the road conditions and conditions at your homes and workplace and everything else just affected by this cold spell that's come down for those of you who made the trip for those of you who made that drive and made that sacrifice to sit in that or stand in that or freeze in that for the last three hours you're true fans you are true fans so i tip my hat off to all those who made the trip out to shreveport safe travels to everybody coming back uh, be safe on the roads because I know it's going to be pretty chilly tonight. That's an understatement. So, um, yeah, just uh, a shout out to Cajun Nation that uh, made the trip today and showed up and showed out on national TV. I just want to say that this was a very, I mean, it was a roller coaster season. And it, we ended where we ended. And you can look at it a bunch of different ways. You can say there's a lot of negative. You can say there's a lot of positive, And we would both be correct, I think. Both of those opinions would would play, uh, but at the end of the day, I I liked the future of the program with regard to the talent, the structure, and the people in charge. That's not a pro university, sunshine pumping view. It's the fact is if you watch the games the way we watch them, there's a whole lot of good. There's bad. Don't get me wrong. There's bad, but there is a whole lot of good, and I think that Mike is. I think Mike can lead us to becoming what we were before. I think that we can get back to our winning ways and we can win in a big way with the resources, the support, et cetera. Now, as fans, we got to step up. As RCAF donors, we got to step up. And everybody has a different situation. So by no means am I passing judgment. I'm saying if you can do anything at all to uh, maintain your level, increase your level, um, maybe join for the first time, we really got to do our part. That's that's top of business we got to show up to games we got to get more people in the stadium and get these kids excited and happy to be here so we can keep them when they do commit here very important uh, I think that that 7,000 person game against Troy was an eye-opener for a lot of people I think a lot of people have been uh, kicked into action because of that uh, I think that next year still may have some bumps and bruises but I think on the back end of next year we're going to really start to see where we're at as a football program and I know a lot of people don't want to hear that, uh, but sometimes a, a renovation takes a little longer than you thought, and it costs a little bit more than you thought it would cost. So let's just stick with it, push through. A uh, lot of good, a lot of good, a lot of bad, but a lot of good. Today was Look, frustrating. A lot of nights were frustrating this football season, folks. It's part of the deal. It's part of being a fan. Some some seasons are going to be over the moon, and some seasons you're going to want to ball up in the fetal position. We just so happen to be kind of in the middle right now. We've gone through a ton of change in – 15 months or so let's just kind of take a picture of where we are understand that there's a lot of moving parts move forward if we can i'm looking at it and and again i'm not comparing it in in the the actuality of the two situations because you had a matt deggs who came in and he was a former head coach but he came in under different circumstances it didn't matter if you were a previous head coach or not he came under different circumstances, not his his players, not his program. Year one, COVID, a lot of weird stuff going on. We go into year two, first part of the season, we're all like, what the hell is going on? Like, offensive firepower, where is it? Where's our defense? What are we doing? And look where we ended up, right? And I just feel like this is a lot like that situation and the fact that there was just so much chaos to begin Des starting. and and. Not only that, but you're, you got a guy who's starting out as a head coach for the first time in his career in, in college. You add that to the situation, 
and then 45 players off the roster not playing this year, and then NIL hitting and and the transfer portal, and you've got to navigate all that stuff and keep players and and recruit on top of that. And oh, by the way, you have to win ball games. There was a lot. So I'm looking at it as Terry said as year zero. I feel like you said, Josh, it'll I think on the back end, we'll be feeling a lot better than we do at the front end. But I think it's a very similar situation where there's just a lot going on in that first season. And and I've gotten texts from some of my friends. Well, you know, he's not it. Des is not the guy. And I'm like, bro, it's year one. He doesn't even have his recruits in, in, in the house. Let's let's give some time. Now, two years down the road, if we're still six, 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 seven. That's a different conversation. We have a conversation we need to have, but for now, let's let's give the guy a chance. Let's give him our support. And look, what you were talking about attendance, I get NIL, I get transfer portal. You got to think that when a kid is on on bordering, to, do I want to go to App State? Do I want to go to UL? Or even better, do I want to go to University of Houston, Big 12 team, or do I want to go to Tulane? Tulane's, you know, they're getting some people in their stadium now. So is Houston. They're in the Big 12. Now, they're not getting people in the stadium, but they're big 12. You get a recruit in and they see 7,000 fans in, in the stadium. They go to Tulane and they see a full stadium. I'd like to play in front of people, you know? So it, it it's, it's up to us to provide that. And I think, I think that Lafayette area takes for granted. No, we're not an sec team. No, we're not going to play Alabama at home, but we are an FBS team. And that's special and you don't know what you don't have until you don't have it. And, well, and I, I don't think enough has been made about the fact that now that there's a playoff expansion, yeah, we actually have a path to a national championship in football that has never ever existed for us before. And you is know it what? A, it, is it? It is is tough road. It is. Don't get me wrong, but it is a path. But it may right? be even an even easier path than the team down the street who has to complete compete against the Alabamas the of the world. That's right. So we might have an easier path to a national championship or at least the playoff, you know, to, to make some noise in the playoff. You got to look at it in those terms and not, oh, well, they they play Appalachian State. I want to go watch them play Florida. Okay, well, and then what? <laughs> and then they're going to well, sit at home while we're competing. Tulane's playing USC in the Cotton Bowl by beating teams like Tulsa, okay? So if – and I know for, and I, know, I don't know, I'm not going to say I know for a fact, but I know that once all of this conference realignment changes, once you start seeing teams get into the American and you see the Houstons and the BYUs and the Cincinnati's and UCFs go to the Big 12, it's going to be a very different American conference. And the Sunbelt Conference is going to be neck and neck with, with them, which means that we're going to be in that hunt for a chance to not only go to a new year six, but to go to that new college football playoff. If we end up winning our conference and taking care of business, we may be that team selected to be a, an 11 seed or a 12 seed in the college football playoff. Even if we have to go on the road to Michigan, what matters is that we're in and we actually can tell people you have a chance. That's a, that is, I don't think there's a lot of power five fans I've spoken to who still, some of them don't really grasp the concept that, well, you're still a, a group of five and you don't have a shot at a national championship. What brings national championships besides resources or, or athletes? If you could go to a four or five star athlete and tell them that you actually have a chance to play for a national title by coming to coming to our school, guess what? They're going to go. They're going to go. So that is a huge, to your point, Josh, that is huge, 
huge selling point for our program moving forward. And I think we need to get that message out to the people locally to let him explain. Guess what? We're, we're in that conversation now. Also, too, about next year, with everything that happened last year, with the transition from Napier to Dez, with the fact that Dez had to take pretty much half of his spring to build a coaching staff, to build a support staff, it took a lot of time out of his focusing on X's and O's and ha- to basically build up the program from scratch. I think this year would be a lot smoother. Now, granted, you have turnover in coaching staffs. You're going to have a few coaches that may leave because they might find a better opportunity or do something else. It happens or find different analysts and stuff. But the basis and the brunt of his staff is already going to be in place. So I think this offseason going into the spring is going to be a lot smoother. And now this entire coaching staff has a full year of experience under their belt. There's going to be some things that they did that they – might have liked there's going to be some things that they didn't like but now they have something to analyze they had they they have a season to analyze what to do and what not to do moving forward which is good it's like you said we're in year zero so i do expect the transition into the spring to be a lot easier i do expect our team to be better from a coaching standpoint just because now they have experience um so i i actually think that our trajectory is still up um with everything that happened this year in the offseason last year till now with injuries and all of these different circumstances uh six and seven obviously is not the record we wanted but at the same time i can actually take a step back and go okay you know what i get it i understand and i'm not saying that as a sunshine pumper because look i don't like being six and seven nobody likes being six and seven nobody in that locker room likes being six and seven but at least it's something we can work off of i know there's people out there that are disappointed that des got the job it's his first season, okay? It's his first season. Like you said, Nick, give him two or three years. If he's six and seven in two or three years, then we're having the conversation. But at the same time, you got to you gotta let the guy get his feet wet first. I mean, Tony Robichaux had, what, two losing seasons when he first started out? And, and I, I, I'll do statu- one better. I'll do one better. Sean Clark is in year three. They didn't make a bowl game. Yeah. At App State. They've been winning for State. 40 years. At App State. But, you know, talking about Tony, talking about Robe, I mean – he had two or three losing seasons when he first became the head coach here. And there's a statue of him in front of the Teague. The guy, the guy will go down as one of the most, you know, polarized, not polarizing, one of the greatest figure, sports figures to ever step foot on UL's campus. So the point is, is you got to give Coach Des, I'm going to give Coach Des time. I know that this is personal with him. I know he wants to win. This is not some, This is not a job he's just going to collect a paycheck and come in and try to raise his nose up to the air because he's the head coach. He put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into this program as a player, and he's going to put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears, and he is doing that right now as as the head football coach. I'm more than – I think we all should at least give him some time to see what happens. And, again, next year I expect expect it to be better because I expect the transition to be better. So I'm not ready to freak out or panic. Yes, we're all disappointed. Yes, we're all upset. Here's the thing, guys. We've been around this program long enough, okay? We've we've sat through one in ten seasons. We've sat through three and nine seasons. Now that doesn't mean that what we saw this year is okay, but at the same time, um, it, it one thing I've realized is I'm willing to be a little bit more patient because if six and seven is considered the 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 total bottom, then I can only imagine what 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 the way up looks like. 
And I, I do expect this program to improve. I expect this, this team to improve. And I'll look forward to seeing what happens next year. The schedule looks favorable once again. I think we can win the conference once again. There's just a few tweaks here and there. I think the coaching staff and the team need to work on. You got all spring. You got all fall. And maybe next year we can win some games and, and, and once again be in contention for a conference title. We're good enough to do it. We were good enough to do it this year. We just didn't finish and the pieces didn't come together. Get those pieces together next year, and I think we can be in the hunt for another conference title a lot sooner than what people think. Nick, final thoughts on the 2022 football season? Disappointing. <laughs> um, I, I, not disappointing in the record, disappointing in how we lost. What could have been? What could, what have, could been? have been? Right. Easily. I mean, Rice, ULM. Uh, we can go down the list tonight. <laughs> tonight, tonight was one of Troy, the Troy. You know that that's four four games right there, right there that you should have won and could have won. So that's that's a whole swing of of your season. But uh, we got to clean things up for next year. But uh, like I said, I think we got the right guy heading the ship. He's just got to uh, make a few tweaks. I think Des is gonna be fine. Terry Johnson. Last yeah. last comment, and then we'll, we'll probably ride out. Yeah, and, uh, and like y'all were saying, you know, hey, we have a path to, you know, you know we have the talent to be a New Year's Six team. We do, and I have no doubt of that. But without the support, like, talking to everybody, students, alumni, citizens of Lafayette, we are also so close to being the next UAB. We are so close. And I don't mean that in a good way. I know. Like, I know what you mean. We are so close without – without the support of our own town. And as great as the future can be, the, the future can also be doom and gloom. I don't, I'm not trying to end on a bad note, but in this offseason, how about we get out the, uh, the schedule soon, as soon as we receive it? How about we actually walk in, like James said, an actual you know, handshake and a, a, a you know, face-to-face visit with people? Let's do that because – as great as we can be, it can also be very, very bad. So I'm just talking, you know, to everybody. You know, if you're a Lafayette citizen, an alumni, support this team, support the city. That's one thing supports the city, I'm telling you. In all athletics, basketball, baseball, softball, everything. That's all I got to say. Because it can be very, very bad. Just ask everybody in Birmingham. And Trent Dilford. Good point. Well, Trent Dilford got that job. That's wild. All right, good night, T. Uh, everybody, thank you for joining. Look, I I fully expect a an attendance blitz, a, an attention blitz. If somebody knocks on your door or calls your phone and says, can you give five bucks more? Can you buy? Do you know somebody who will buy tickets? Do you know somebody that might be interested in the program? Take the conversation. You know, it's easy to hang up because we're all busy and I get it, but take the call. Uh, I, I think that there'll be more of a presence out there trying to get your attention not necessarily because they want your money but but they they want your attention they want your uh they want your engagement is a better way to say that word of mouth here is so important small business uh the way just the way commerce works in acadiana it's so much word of mouth you go to the local coffee shop you go to the gas station you go to the local drugstore you go to these these small shops and and that's how businesses spread 
That's how people network. And I think that's a good business model towards promoting UL athletics. Talk to your friends, go talk to your family, go talk to the person at the, at the, at the movie theater, go talk to the person at the restaurant and promote UL athletics in that way. Besides just, you know, going on social media, which is huge, by the way. I mean, we love social media, but the, the old, the old fashioned way of doing things around here works. It does. So um, for all you fans listening, go spread the word. You know, you can be that ambassador. It's not just us on the podcast. It's not just UL on, on media. You go, you can be the ambassador yourself. Go and go and spread the word. Go spread the gospel of Cajun athletics. And look, before before we go, because I know you're wrapping it up, Josh, I'm just gonna say I'm not a major donor to RCAF by any means, but every year I give a little bit more. And and I do a monthly donation. So even if it's like $15, $20 extra a month, it doesn't feel like it's a whole lot. But over the course of 10 years, you know, it, that's grown. It so, accumulates, man. It does. So uh, I encourage everybody. It doesn't matter if it's $5, $50, $100. Every dollar helps. Be the change you want to see in the world, I think is what Nick is trying to say. Everybody, listen. It's been fun. Uh, it's been fun to holler with you. It's been fun to celebrate with you football season wasn't what we thought it would be but it was still um it was memorable in a lot of ways so we'll see you next year but we'll take a little bit of a break we'll have some interviews coming your way uh baseball will be fun haven't figured out the format yet we'll probably i think if these guys agree maybe do like a sunday wrap up for the weekend or something like that we'll figure out a good way uh, to get everybody involved and still plugged into cajun athletics and raging review uh but sincerely we really appreciate you guys coming in here and having fun with us following the team. It's needed. Uh, we filled a void, I think. And I'm not talking about us. I'm talking about the fans, the engagement. I think we did a great job of, of filling that void of having people continue to be engaged with our athletics. It's very important. So from me and Nick and Jerry, we appreciate you all. We'll see you in February. Uh, as, far, as far as post games go, we'll see you in February. Hey, and maybe Ms. Basketball makes a run and we can have fun with that. Never know. Just want to make sure we cover all bases. Anyway, everybody have a good night. Merry Christmas. Be safe out there. Happy New Year if we don't talk to you. Good night. <laughs>